that shit personally fucking move on. Yeah. Like, don't no, waste your time with totally. somebody you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. You just, same thing with a doctor. Same totally. thing with any, any kind of doctor. Anything. Yeah. Anybody 100%. you're paying for their opinion or to help you in any way, yeah. if you don't vibe with them, I literally just move on. Vibes ain't there. No. Yeah. Vibes must be immaculate. Welcome to episode three of Dead Dad Club. I mean, I like it. I like instead. I like your sex worker voice. It's my, I, I used to do that. That's fun time. Remember? You I remember. Do. Okay. <laughs> We're going to cut this out. Um, actually, wasn't that – this would actually be episode two because we're going to combine the – I don't know. We'll find out. I don't – yeah, we'll Welcome see. Welcome to an episode. Welcome to – Dead Dad Club. Oh, Dead Dad Club meeting now in session. Yes, yeah. Oh. Ding, 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 Welcome. Ding, 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 ding. Dead Dad Club is now in session. Today we wanted to talk about waking up after a loss, which is not even an easy thing to think about when you're in the depths. Um, getting up, getting out of bed feels like an absolute, like, impossible thing to do. Um I know I'm very comfortable laying in bed and crying for hours at a time. Yeah. And by comfortable, I mean, like, that's the only place that I feel like I can exist Ugh. in the depths. And it's horrible. Yeah. My thing is the sun. Like, and now, like I, I say this to everyone about death. But when dealing with, like, severe loss and whatever, like, it always shocks me how, like, the world goes on. Yeah. Like, when I, like, go all um, – I don't even want to get into it. But when – well, I guess I have to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um. My best friend died when I was – when we were 25 and – Literally a few months before you and I met because yeah. I remember you dropping dropping that casually in a conversation while we were out having a smoke. It's at so work and, crazy to yeah. me that I have known you as like – and you never knew her. Yeah. Like that's so bizarre to me because she was yeah. part of my life from the time I was 8 to 25. I know. I know. So like – it's just so weird how much my life has gone on without her. And that's, yeah. that's death. Yeah. Um, but when I just remember feeling like – and even like when my dog died, like every time, just like how the fuck are every, is everyone walking around? Yeah. Like don't you know what happened? Right. That <laughs> feeling. It's like how are you not even aware of what I'm going through? Yeah. Or just like that this – like how – literally how dare the sun rise yeah. when my heart can is in two zillion pieces? Yeah. Like how dare you? when I when I feel like I'm actually dying? Yeah. When I feel like I am not going to survive this? Yeah. How does the world keep turning? Well, and without that person, like how can the sun rise another day without that person yeah. on the planet? Like that's it her. feels Ugh. so personal, doesn't it? It feels so like like fuck the world. Like I at least for me, I'm just like fuck this. And there are stages, you know. We'll talk often yeah, about the stages of, of it. Yeah, the stages right. of grief, but. Recently, having lost my dog after almost 14 years, I was um, intentional about writing what exactly I was going through because I knew that we would have these conversations. And there was a point where it was just, you know, fuck this, fuck everything, fuck a job. Like I – like fuck life, fuck living. And there is – that's part of the – see, I – for me, that's anger. Yeah. For me, it's like the part, like the first phase of like I like that checking out. Okay, so when my dad died, I thought that there was 
you know, everybody talked about the stages of grief, and I thought that it was very prescriptive. I thought it was like, I yeah, I thought it was like, okay, first you're in denial, but then you'll get through that, and then you're going to go on to sadness, and then you're going to go on, and then once you're at acceptance, then that's it, and now you've gotten through grief. No, sometimes you deal with them all in one day. Literally, (laughs) minute to minute, and that was a rude awakening for me because I was like, oh, fuck, this is a lifelong experience yeah, never now and never never goes away i wonder how it's different like for you versus me just like because for me it was so like formative years yes. you know where i like the things i have to unpack and deal with are so defining of like ways i behave and like all these different things yeah and then for you you're already who you are yeah but how you know it's but just, it's just I, I also had a strained relationship yeah. with my dad and so it's like it would have been like the the relationship that I had with him was so was so like just up and down and what I think was so hard for me was that he and I had finally when he was in town for my wedding 5 weeks before he died he and I had one of the most honest conversations or probably the most honest conversation that we had ever had in my entire life and I think having that conversation made it so much harder to lose him because oh I was like, we're finally getting this. Yeah. Like, getting this relationship that I always wanted. Yeah. Um, Do you find yourself – okay, funny emotion just came up for me. I'm jealous of your ability to have that conversation with him. And, like yeah. – so – and it's crazy because, like, when – and that's something I dealt with my whole life. Is that you mean with your dad or with yeah, with your with just with dad with my dad? Can we can we say her name? Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, okay. Bryn. Um, but so no, I just like well, no, I, I deal with oh god, I deal with jealousy with Bryn. Oh my god, like when I see girls that have like that friendship yeah. that they've had like their whole life, I'm just like Ooh. fuck you. Yeah, like fuck no, you for yeah, having. That's where the yeah. anger comes in, and yeah. it. But it's but with my dad, it's more sadness. But yeah, I'm like jealous of. Or like, like when that I, I got that. Yeah. And you didn't. Well, no, not even that. Not, it's not, like, personal like that. I just – something about seeing, like, daughter – like, those moments. Like, I just, you know. I just but that's have. the thing is that I did, I never yeah. had those with yeah, my dad, right. too. I had one. And that's why it was so – and and anytime my dad and I had – we didn't have a lot of honest conversations. A lot Most of my conversations with my dad throughout my life were surface conversations oh. where you make small talk. And you talk about the weather. Yeah. And it's a 10-minute conversation on somebody's birthday to catch up. And my dad was always hurrying me off the phone, like especially in later years because I don't think he knew how to have an honest conversation with me. I also think that when he was in town for my wedding, he he probably knew that the time was coming for him even if I – didn't and even if I was maybe avoiding it, yeah. um, he, I think, knew that that maybe that there wasn't going to be a lot of time for those kinds of conversations. Oh. And he owned up to a lot of things. He 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 acknowledged his absence in my life, which was something that I didn't realize how much I needed to hear from yeah. him. And so that's why it was so. It added this layer of complexity to the grief that I feel. Right. You can't having just be lost angry him. at this dad that wasn't around a lot. Well, I mean, you can. I but mean, like, it's so different. Yeah. Why is grief so complicated? Like, fuck. Why can't it just be? Why can't it be what I wanted it to be? Where it's like, okay, we're gonna go through denial, and after a few days, you're gonna be out of the denial, oh God, and now you're gonna days. cry for a few days, yeah. and then 
It's so fucking painful. I remember going to my mom took me into like a child parent like death group when I was like seven. Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh no! I have PTSD from this. Um, I it was like at a church. I'm Jewish. And that was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I just remember driving up to me like, So where? immediately, strike one. <laughs> I just, I literally remember the car ride. Like, I don't remember many things. And so, I, ugh. yeah, and I just Because it was wa- such a bad experience. I think we might have gone like, weekly. Like, it might have been. Oh you, oh, you went more than once. Yeah, this was something was like that you, group. like, went to. Yeah. Oh. And my mom would go and meet with the. Like, the parents. The alive parent. <laughs> Jesus. And I, this is my life. So it's basically Al Anon just for. What's that? Al, well, Al Anon is the. We're back to AA. Why are we talking <laughs> so much about fucking AA? Um, Al Anon is for family members oh, of. Okay. Yeah, addicts, yeah, alcoholics. 100%. So it's like their own support yeah. group. Yeah. yeah, with like the kids, like we would do like art projects and then we would like talk about how our parents died. And it was. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but it's so. Morbid. Ugh, no, I hate but it. I mean. I, I still wonder, did it do any good? Um, do you remember the kid? Like, did you like the kids? I just remember horrible stories. Like, I remember oh, you all remember the, their stories? Yeah, and Ooh. so I just remember their stories. Oh God! Yeah, and that, so like, you're literally, seven, and you're I remember getting, them. I feel like it's not like it does the opposite <laughs> at that age. Like, if you're gonna, wow. maybe they should have done. Yeah, I because it makes you more afraid. I, I was such a fearful kid. Like, yes, like it made that, me that, that. Then it's made me. Yeah, it made it's me gonna fearful. make me like afraid that this is now gonna happen to my other parent. Oh, no, that's a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, that's just a thing. Do you deal with that at all? Oh, absolutely. I think about my stepdad a lot because um, he is the one who raised me. Yeah. And and I know that you experience, yeah, you have that. Um, and so my dad or my stepdad is the one who raised me. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the stepdads who who hold it. The they should be called down. step in dads <laughs> because they take over when well at least ours did. They're just great people. I'm grateful. I hated him growing up. Hated him. But he is a good man, and I appreciate everything that he's done for me. But I do – I worry about losing him. Yeah. And not – like I wish – I look back at, um, you know, the the last year, especially with my dad, and like wishing that I had asked him so many questions and like learned more about his life. And I think about that now with my own stepdad. So I ask my stepdad questions now because I want to know about his life. I don't want to – wish that I had learned right. more about him once he dies. I'm feeling that way about everyone I know right now. Like, I, I sent you um, that video. I don't know if you looked at it. My grandma's... Oh, I didn't. Okay. I, I was already later. in bed last night. It's yeah. hella depressing. Yeah. Um, Great. It's, Perfect. My um, grandma's... My, I guess my grandpa, who I never met's brother's wife recently passed away, and she was a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. Grief is in my blood. Yes. Um And... It's um quote that. Um <laughs> generational and, grief. Like legit. Yeah. Um but so in the video they interviewed her and they sit down and she talks from the day she became an orphan when she was five into Ooh. all the way Love that her love whole- that word orphan. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but she talks about all of like you just whatever. They interviewed her and they got all the all the shit. And yeah. now they have a video. And like just how nice is that? You know what I mean? For yeah. your legacy and for totally. whatever. And yeah, I want to do that with my parents a hundred percent. I um it seems morbid to like think about that though now well, doesn't but that's it? the thing but that's because death is a freaking thing right. that we don't talk about and if we talked about it more then it would be okay i want to be able to show something i think there like are this. cultures though that oh, are more 100%. accepting no, and like understanding of death as a part of life oh, yeah. and uh, even like though Buddhism, like grief still yeah. yeah grief still exists 
but it's not, you know, it's not something that we're afraid to talk about. And I like to call it the big sad thing TM because it is – that's what it is. It's like nobody really knows like how to talk about death honestly, how to joke about death sometimes maybe yeah. when like comic relief is needed and we're OK with that. That's why we call it the dead dad club. Yeah. And – um but this was to say, you know, we've gone off on a tangent, but like waking up after loss yeah. seems impo- impossible. Um, but, you know, what was it that helped you? Was there anything that comes – is there anything that comes to mind like when you Well, because about, I'm a workaholic. I yeah. mean I – I'll say the advice that my mom gave me that I love um, is that no one will ever give you this time back to grieve. Mm-hmm. And like our society is very, you know – it's a capitalistic society, get back to work, whatever. And so when you have those couple of days where you're getting sympathy from people and all mm-hmm. of that, like take it. Yeah. Don't rush back to work. Don't run. You know, I, I just think you can't push yourself through it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's a freaking cycle. Like mm-hmm. I would cry on my way to work and on my way home from work every day about Bryn for mm-hmm. years. Where did you work at the time? Um I worked at Evil Controllers. I worked at um, like a it was like a, a gaming company. Yeah, I fucking for how did I like I forgot until this moment that you worked in gaming before yeah, we met. I totally forgot too. That's wild. Um, yeah, I've done it. Done it all. <laughs> you really oh, have. Super techie though. Always super techie. Hate it. And always super male dominated. <laughs> I'm in tech. Features. I'm in tech now, and I love it. Give I get all the sass. Oh my god. But <laughs> I mean, uh, no, I don't fire me. But um, but yeah. No, I don't care for tech. <laughs> um, I love it. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And, yeah, I would just fucking ball my eyes out. And then, um, you know, I had, like, make new friendships. I'd work out. Like, do those bare minimum things that I know I have to do to, like, make myself feel But it okay. wasn't it wasn't avoidance. No, you have to okay. just fucking Right. Deal. So you, even at that point. But he, time did help. And the big yeah. thing that helped was EMDR. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. I never did EMDR. We had – when I was in therapy – um, the therapist who I went to after my dad died, I we talked about it and we were kind of like prepping to do it. And then I got pregnant, and she was like, "Do not." She I was did like, it "Pregnant." And I, had I know that you crazy told me story. that. You yeah. told me that, and yeah. that is like that's exactly the reason why she did not want to do it because she her word was it can be very disturbing. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that the opposite of what it's supposed to do? (laughs) Oh fuck, that'd be wild. Um, Wild. There's a lot of things that we can do on this podcast. I have EMDR bracelets that my old therapist. You own them, yeah. And they, um, yeah. Do you use them? I should. (laughs) They were expensive, Um, but they. I used them at one point. I should bring them. I feel like your therapist should have gifted those to you. I mean, (laughs) I mean, honestly, my mom literally. When I started paying for myself instead of my mom paying, which I was probably like twenty, twenty one. she was like, really? She's fucking charging you full? Yeah. Yeah, and I think she was really big on, like, like keeping that. I had the same therapist from the time I was six until the time I was, like, 25. Really? Like, yes. And so that's she still what? charged me. Wait, 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 wait. You had the same therapist that you started going to after your dad died. Better yet. Better the same yet. therapist. Mm-hmm. Was she your therapist who better. you were with when Bryn died? Yes, but it gets <gasps> even better. She was my mom and dad's therapist. Oh, my God. Before my dad This died. is wild. Yeah, so she knew my dad longer than I did. Because she was, knew my parents when my mom was pregnant. Fuck. Yeah. And so she like, knew my dad. Like she was trying to talk my dad like out of his depression. Like she was like That's who my wild. dad was going to. Wow. Yeah. Do you wish 
like looking back now, do you think that that was helpful or not helpful or like no no change at all? Like do you – It was helpful. Starting with the new therapist always sucks. But like um, – Well, yeah. But I just mean like from 6 to 25 is such a jump yeah. to be with the I same just, person. Yeah. I could have used – like doing this internal family systems now. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Like this is great. Maybe it would have been nice to do some of – just cognitive talk therapy gets mm-hmm. fucking old. And like yeah. I just – you can go through and get coping mechanisms and all these things like so much. Yeah. But I just feel like the EMDR, like I did that after Bryn died. And then, yeah, the fa- internal family. So like all these other things that are a little more actionable combined with the cognitive yeah. like talking is – that's been my yeah. little – I mean I love miss. talk therapy. Like and by – and when I say talk therapy, I don't mean just like sitting and chatting. I mean like actually – like getting into – because I know that there are some people who like different types of therapy. Like yeah. there's art therapy and music yeah. therapy and like sound stuff, which is something that's becoming like a mm. bigger thing lately. Probably which I find it fucking overstimulated mm, asses. Honestly, like probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it doesn't interest me at all. I'm like, no, I need no to have a conversation. Noise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that there's – no matter where you find that something that works for you, like especially in therapy, and it's just like finding a therapist who you connect with, right? Yeah. Like, have you ever been with? Have you ever had one session with the therapist yeah. who you like did not connect with, yeah. and you're just like, this was not for me. Yeah. I, I think there are a lot of people who like get turned off by the idea of therapy because it's like, well, what if I don't like the person? It's like they don't take that shit personally. Fucking move on. Yeah. Like, don't no, waste your time with totally. somebody you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. You just – same thing with a doctor. Same totally. Thing with any, any kind of doctor. Anything. Yeah. Anybody 100%. you're paying for their opinion or to help you in any way, yeah. if you don't vibe with them, I literally just move on. Move on. Vibes ain't there. No. Yeah. Vibes must be immaculate. Yeah. And – but to and be don't fair. don't settle for in- immaculate vibes. What? Don't settle for <laughs> anything but immaculate. Unimma- unimmaculate? <laughs> Is that even a word? It is no. today. And now, now it is. But I – 5,000 square feet. Yeah. No. <laughs> you, you're a genius, right? <laughs> I had a really rough <laughs> meeting this morning, guys. Um, can we just talk about the fact that Jacqueline referred to herself as a genius? In, in, a, pub, in a public call. With our CMO. And also um, <laughs> then used the phrase 55,000 square foot view. What if if anybody could see my face? I don't know if we'll use this as the video for this, but like everyone heard it. Um, oh someone commented in the chat. That's my new favorite phrase. Oh no, they're laughing at you. No, no, they're not laughing with me. No, no, um, it's okay. Yeah, but honestly, like not working. Yeah, I don't know all those different things. Like just taking the time for yourself. So my my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to his first ever yes. therapy appointment. It was supposed to be today, but we're recording and I have a sick child at home. But he's going next week and I told him straight up, like, I'm like, if there's anything that I can tell you, if you don't like her, you don't like the therapist, move on. Yeah. They don't take it personally. They know that it is absolutely not going to work for anybody. Right. Like, you're there to... No, totally. Yeah. I had a therapist I went to to figure out if I should go – a psychiatrist, if I should go back on my meds or not. And I was so fucked up from being off my meds that I was like <gasps> – like crying uncontrollably. And he was like, you're fine. They don't even do therapy. You don't need meds. <laughs> Psychs yeah. should never but do therapy. He literally therapy. was like, you don't need it. And I was like, <gasps> are you sure? Like I was not okay. But what? he didn't know me so he didn't know like a barometer. Like he literally was like, how are you? And barometer? I started crying. Barometer? 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 I don't think that's a word. I quit English today. 
Goodbye, friends. It's, it's okay. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm here for. She's I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got um, it. <laughs> it. Everything's rough and everything hurts. Um, yeah. So, moral of the story. Moral of the story. It's gonna be okay. get into therapy. You're gonna be okay. Um, yeah. Waking up after losses is, you know, all this is to say that do what you have to do to feel your grief. It is horrible and terrible, and it will it's not going to get easier to miss somebody but it will get easier to live with missing yes. somebody yes. and it's you know that just kind of is what it is that's the reality of grief and we are going to continue unpacking all of it at our next meeting yes thank you for joining us everyone please go have a cigarette outside it smells like cigarettes in here it reeks, it reeks of cigarettes I'm-